0: The minute that you get labeled a conspiracy theorist, pretty much everything that you have to say ceases to be taken seriously. The red pill is just about kind of shaking up your perception of the way that things really
1: And um, the understanding
0: that what you've been told your entire life is a consciously constructed lie.
2: You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.
0: The idea of Project Bluebeam is that NASA, with the help of the United Nations, was attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist at its head and start a new world order via technology simulating the second coming of Christ.
2: I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world.
0: Hawkeown Media presents Conspiracy Belt with PJ and Abby and that's the
1: thing about conspiracy theories is like it's sometimes they're not going to be true and it's okay there's literally nothing wrong with asking the questions and pulling on the threads and doing the research right. it is what it is
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conspiracy Pilled. Your mostly hinged, maybe-ish uh, <laughs> podcast. I'm your host, PJ Williams, and with me, as always, is Abby Libby. Abby, what's going on today?
1: Hey, we aren't desperately trying to pull the show together at the very last minute.
0: No, of course not. That's not us adding in <laughs> pictures never. and singers and pulling up resources or sources at the last minute. No, that's not I us.
1: definitely don't even have my alcohol open, which just really just tells you how unprepared we are. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. Look at this. I
0: opened it during the intro. So that's (laughs) one step ahead of you.
1: That is not to say that this show isn't going to be prepared and well researched and good. The challenge was there's going to be so many pictures and things to show you that pulling it all together and making sure we had all the tech set up for this was super fun. So
0: what Abby's trying to say is that it's this time that she has lost the hinges and Just to prove that, what are we talking about tonight, Abby?
1: Taylor Swift. You guys have been asking us to cover Taylor Swift for a while. And I'm really glad that we waited this long because so many threads kind of got pulled in from other themes that we've covered. Oh, it's going to be so good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Before we get started, really quick, a shout out to Liz Levinson and DSAB23 for being our latest uh con- um gosh, I almost said conspiracy local subscribers. I can't even speak local subscribers. So if you guys go over to conspiracypill.locals.com, uh, you guys can get bonus unhinged episodes. And uh they have chosen to do that with their five dollars a month. So appreciate that so much, guys. Also, as always, we're gonna be streaming on Rumble and Odyssey, and after we get through the main part, which is on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook and wherever we're going to go over to Rumble and Odyssey. We're going to have bonus stuff over there. We're going to talk to the audience over there. And if you're listening to this live, that's why you can go to the locals channel and get the full uh, audio podcast, which includes the Rumble slash Odyssey section. And that part's completely free. You don't even have to chip in your $5 to help us out because we know you're cheapskates, but we love you anyway. So uh, with all that out of the way, let's Are we ready to, to get into the Taylor Swift satanic clone conspiracy. Yes. No, I think you muted yourself. I do not hear you anymore. Yeah, this is off to a good start. What? <laughs> what no, you're back. You're back. You're back.
1: I don't know what happened.
0: Was it genuinely. just your mic cable or is it? It might Unknown. be known. Okay, well, well, you're back. You're back. So, okay.
1: <laughs> the Swifties are trying to silence me.
0: <laughs> Bef- okay, quickly, though. I've never had more hate comments on a single post on our Instagram ever until I posted this conspiracy just asking the question and I find it hilarious that people don't know what question marks mean because <laughs> like, you're the biggest idiot ever. Why aren't you talking about this? Why are not you talking about that? And it's like mean the things we've covered in the past. Some of them were things we've already covered. So I know that some of those people that follow us for the memes on Instagram don't follow us, but I find it fun that if you ask a question, people get very upset. So I don't know if it's Swifties or what it is. But lots of hate comments. So thank you for that today, guys. Appreciate it. So.
1: And um, (laughs) if we get $100 in super chats, PJ has to sing Taylor Swift. So. Oh,
0: gosh. No, don't. Do not put that out there. (laughs) PJ's like. Look what you made me do. (laughs) Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do.
1: (laughs) You don't give it to them before they super chat us. PJ, you idiot.
0: That was my my, uh, Will Shatner version. Maybe I'll do a maybe I'll do a Will Shatner version of Taylor Should Swift. Ben Shapiro version of Taylor
1: Swift. That's what I want.
0: I wish I had a good Ben Shapiro impersonation, but I don't.
1: All right. Before we can really talk about the Taylor Swift satanic clone conspiracy, we have to do a little history. Guess what the.
0: This show's just off to a rocketing (laughs) start. I did not mean to click that stinger (laughs) right in the middle of your
1: sentence. That is. Okay. Guess what? (laughs) Well, it's actually not a spoiler to the question. Guess what the first animal to be cloned was? Hint, it was not Dolly the Sheep. It was not? It was not Dolly the Sheep. That was the first mammal. It was
0: Paul McCartney.
1: It it was frogs.
0: They turned the freaking clone frogs gay before they had Dolly the Sheep.
1: I don't like them cloning the gay frogs.
0: <laughs> I don't like them putting clones in the water.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They turned the gay frogs clones.
0: I don't like them putting chemicals in the water. that turned the friggin' frogs gay. Yeah.
1: All right. So that was 1958 when they started cloning frogs. It wasn't until 1996, the year after I was born, that Dolly the sheep was cloned. And even though this wasn't a particularly successful cloning in that Dolly aged really weirdly, she was able to have real sheep children. So her, her sheep children live on, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't a particularly successful clone, but people freaked out at the realization that mammal cloning was happening. Um, And so the cloning panic began. um, And just a few years later in 2002, our friends the Raelians announced that their company CloneAid had successfully cloned the first human child named Eve. Who Can conveniently I, no one ever saw.
0: I'm going to I'm going to berate the audience really quickly. That is like one of our lowest number videos on all platforms and we keep bringing it up. Go back and watch the Raelian episode. I guarantee you it is worth It is worth it. It is a great, great time. If you want to hear about alien sex cults that we keep mentioning over and over and over and get our wonderful references, you got to watch the the railing episode.
1: If you want to see me having COVID being yelled (laughs) at about alien sex cults by PJ, that is, that is the show for you.
0: It was our first truly unhinged, uh, the end of that show. Yeah, for sure. So
1: (laughs) it's one of our favorites. It's one of our favorite shows of all time.
0: It is one of my favorites that we've done. Yeah. And it's, it's funny that it's like, uh, one of our least listened to and watched so i don't know yeah. anyway
1: <laughs> come on, you guys
0: <laughs> we got more raelian stuff kind of coming up later so yes. maybe yeah. if you're listening later you should stop listen to raelians and come back cuz that's that's the way to do it
1: yeah definitely so that w- there's a long and glorious history of conspiracies involving cloning that popped up after dolly the sheep even though there's never been a proven human clone the, the closest we've gotten is that there was a lab in South Korea that said they made it to about four cells, some, a small a handful of cells, and then there was another lab in America that did the same thing with hu- human, human cloning. But that's as far as allegedly science has ever gone with it.
0: I feel like I should have got the remnant. frog thing after watching Jurassic Park. You know, frogs are important in cloning. I, I should have known it.
1: Yes, you should have yeah. known it. Come on, PJ. <laughs> All right. So in 1966, well, there was a conspiracy that popped up um, about the Beatles that Paul McCartney died in 1966 and was replaced with a lookalike, not necessarily a clone, possibly a clone. Some of the conspiracy theories, people disagree, uh, who went on to be incredibly famous. Um, There's nothing really to this except that there are so many of these conspiracy theories. And this seems to be basically the first one. The one that started them all um, is this one about the Beatles. And there's a bunch of conspiracy theories about the Beatles. And they all kind of hinge on this concept of somebody being replaced or dying or not really dying. And then all these subliminal messages in the music to tell the fans and hint to the fans what's really going on. And so if you're you're a good enough fan, you can find the hidden message and find out the truth.
0: What really happened is Ringo Starr became Paul McCartney. And then they just got like some drunk bum off the street and made him Ringo Starr.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed. Um, <laughs> so the things to kind of focus on here are: is this concept of subliminal messaging in music, this cloning panic that happened it, during this time, and it kind of coincides with the satanic panic of the nineteen eighties and nineties that also had a lot <clears> to do with music. Um, This idea that if you play songs backwards, you'll get secret satanic messages and there's like these secret satanic things built into music and some of it is a little bit more believable than others. Like there's a lot of stuff that's overtly satanic in our entertainment industry that's been there for a long, long time. But I never I never really bought the play it backwards thing. I'm like, why? Why do you need to?
0: I, I don't know. Like I've listened to some of the back mask back back masking. That's what it's called back masking, right? Stuff. Or- and some of it's convincing. Some of it's like you're you hear what you want to hear, <clears throat> but like having looked into just how much like just how far back Satanism goes in yeah. popular music, it wouldn't surprise me if they're if that was like a fab. They're like, this is a funny thing we can add into the album, you know, like hail Satan thrown in there or whatever, like do the extra work. I mean, these people, some of these people like talking about extra work. Some of these people would do, you know, weeks on end of satanic sex rituals before they recorded albums. That's how like devotely right. satanic. Some of these bands were so the back ma- the backmasking masking thing would not surprise me if it was like actually done on purpose kind of stuff.
1: I think I tend to think that Jess is right about this. The playing a backwards thing is a red herring to make anyone who claims satanic imagery is in music is foolish. It, it might be happening. It right. might have happened, but my general feeling was that it, it's like people, it's knew the least there was important part of it, right? People yeah. knew there was something wrong, but I think that they on the whole misnamed it basically. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I think even if it's real, you could still like, even if they did do it, some people did it. I think it's become a red herring because that's the proof. And it's like, well, the proof is that they say it and that they do it, and that their imagery, like that's the stuff that's more important. I think than the, maybe you can hear what you want to hear. Cause people are always going to, say exactly that like even if they did back masking people are going to go you're you want to hear that you know what I mean because it's never I don't know if you you haven't watched Twin Peaks but like they do this whole thing where they do the voices backwards and then they like they teach the people in the show how to talk backwards so that way they can record them talking backwards and then it's played forwards in the show and it makes people sound funny so like huh it you know it's never going to sound even even when you're doing it that way it's never going to sound quite right so you, you could always make the claim that it's like uh, you hear what you want to hear right yeah
1: well so I said that there's nothing really to this Paul McCartney thing happening in 1966 that the year he allegedly died 1966 but something else happened in 1966 the Church of Satan was founded
0: yeah is that my cue for the next stinger
1: yes <laughs> We're so good at this, you guys. <laughs> all right. In 1966, a man named Anton LaVey founded the church of Satan in San Francisco, San Francisco. He was already a minor celebrity. He was already doing a lot of you know, talks on the paranormal kind of known for these things, kind of a musician, kind of an author, but he, he started this church of Satan. He wrote all of these books on Satanism, including the the Bible of Satanism or whatever it's called. Oh, I'm sorry. The satanic Bible. Um, other satanic books, satanic worship music, like the whole, the whole shebang. Like he, he went all out for this church and it's, it's a straight up, it's not described as a cult to me. It's, it's, it's described as just another religion. It's not a legitimate one, but
0: it, it's not described as a cult when neither, neither were the written. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: it no, it's not, are. it's not listed. It's listed as a religion as opposed to a cult, which is interesting to me.
0: There's as something interesting as, I want to ask here about the LeVay thing too, because I, yeah. I think they're because I can just preempt the comments. Um there's the modern day quote unquote satanic church or whatever, <clears throat> they claim to be like satanic ironically, and like you know what I'm trying to say, where their their whole thing is we want freedom of religion to practice Satanism but we don't really believe in Satan, whatever. Like that's their Mm. weird line that they try to, to draw on while they actually do satanic ritualism. Um, But LaVey was not like that. Wasn't like, he was like legitimately like doing. Yeah. yeah.
1: By all accounts, this seems to be a fairly serious religion. Like I said, he was already looking into the paranormal. He was already into the occult and all this stuff before he founded the religion. It was actually somebody else um, that was kind of a fan of his who suggested, Hey, I think you have everything you need to make this a full on religion.
0: Katie's got a good point. Has any cult actually called themselves a cult?
1: Well, it's not just that they don't call themselves a cult. It's that other people don't call them a cult. Like it's that even on Wikipedia is not like this, that the cult of the, of Satan. It's, it's like, this <clears> is the religion Satanism. This is the Levian Satanism is what it's called.
0: Well, I mean, because I feel like with like a point when you've got, you know, millions of people in America, like collectively watching satanic rituals on television
1: Yeah. Like
0: at that point, is it just like an organized religion and not a cult, you know? And I don't, I don't don't think they have any good Kool-Aid either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this did not help with the satanic panic. Um, Anton LaVey himself, according to his family, um, he died on October 27th, 1997 of a pulmonary pulmonary edema. Um, but his death certificate says he died on October thirty first, so there's this weird two day discrepancy.
0: Do you think that that's like a, a an edit to be like, oh man, could he just waited two more days to like die on like a you know on Halloween so it sounds cooler?
1: <laughs> Maybe, except you would think it would be the opposite, right? His family says it was the 29th. The death certificate says it was the thirty first. You would. Oh, that think- is weird. Yeah,
0: I was thinking you were saying that the death certificate said twenty nine, and like Wikipedia or something was saying the thirty first. I get what you are saying now.
1: No, it's weird, and there is no like nobody really knows the explanation for that, other than just the fact that the discrepancy exists.
0: We we can now call them a cult. Katie Z called them a cult, and therefore people are calling them a cult. So, So thank you, Katie.
1: Call this thing a cult, and that
0: you are our reference. (laughs) (laughs) I'll second that motion.
1: Um but i do think it's interesting like the difference i think between a cult and a religion are is when it's just about the personality of the person leading it and or, as opposed to the mm-hmm. entity that they're worshiping together and it <coughs> seems to be with this that the entity that they're worshiping together is more of the driving force even yeah. though anton did lead it um oftentimes cults go away when the leader dies but this one didn't
0: Right, right. It became, a rel- I mean, because that's the thing too, like calling it a cult only means so much. Like there is tons of organized religions that are, that are evil. And I right. think, you know, trying to be like, Oh, I feel like calling it a cult almost uh, it's a way that we can look past it. I think a lot of people use it that way. Like, Oh, it's just a cult. It's not really a big deal. And it's like, no, like there's, you know, there's a lot of power and people and money behind this thing. So a uh, cult might be a, a way that people could just pre- no, not care they can just write it off i guess
1: i think yeah the word yeah. "cult" is used to minimize something into something yeah. you know little silly and stupid and i think but you don't have to worry
0: way. about levey and the church of satan because it's just a cult it's they're just, a, just cult. a couple of weirdos in their mom's basement yeah
1: right yeah it depends on how you're using the word to be to right. be sure so enter zena levey um now she's zena shrek she into this situation at the age of three, there was a um, Anton publicly uh, very publicly baptized her into the Church of Satan. He very much used his little girl as a publicity stunt. Her entire childhood. she was this big publicity stunt um, for the Church of Satan. Constantly, true crime things were writing about her. People who were interested in this whole thing were writing about her. Um she was just made a whole lot, even by people who kind of claimed to be concerned about her, used her. For media and publicity, uh, really, I think really sad stuff.
0: Yeah, are you are you claiming that satanic people might use children for <laughs> their own publicity? Um, Never yes. seen that before.
1: <laughs> I I am in fact yeah. claiming that. Okay. <laughs> um, starting in 1985, she was made the high priestess of the Church of Satan, and it it was only a few years later. Uh, in 1990 that she very publicly left the Church of Satan renounced all of the teachings and went on to another religion which we'll talk about in a minute but 1989 the year before Zena left the Church of Satan is the year that Taylor Swift was born and Taylor makes much of the year she was born including naming a whole album 1989 so interesting timing
0: (laughs) Interesting timing for sure.
1: Okay, so Zia Leve went on to become involved with the Temple of Set. So Set is this Egyptian god. I think we have an image. Yep, there we go. He is the Egyptian god of war. So, same person as Ares, uh, as Mars, these war gods throughout all the pantheons. That's this guy. Um, and the Temple of Set was, Church of Set, Temple of Set was founded by somebody within the Levée LaVey, um, LaVey Satanism. Basically, this is an offshoot of Levée Satanism. They were like, actually, the person we should be worshiping is this individual. And so when Zena left the Church of Satan, she became involved with the Church of Set. She ended up becoming in 1990. I'm sorry. She left in 1990 in 2002. She became the high priestess high priestess of the temple of set.
0: <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's funny because some of those comments I was getting from people is she left. She's a Christian. Now don't attack this woman. I'm like eh, she, she sounds like she traded one uh, pagan demonic God for another.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. If anything, she got deeper into
0: Well, Well, that's what I thought. And like for people who know this and watch the show, like we take turns doing uh, episodes this week is obviously Abby's week. So I've been purposefully trying not to dig into this as curious as I have been about it so that I can be a little bit more surprised as as you guys watching are. But yeah, from what I remember in the past was she was never left the occult. She just shifted lanes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. She, in addition to becoming the high priestess of the temple of set, she also became, uh, she founded the Sethian liberation movement. Whatever Do you know what is. that
0: means or what it stands for. Or?
1: It's just whatever name she's given to her particular brand of activism for this God. Yeah, um, I could get further into it, but I didn't <laughs> want to get lost here because it's supposed
0: me, to be it, about Taylor. Right. We'll get to Taylor, but it makes me think of like, you know, we did that episode about the Nephilim and the resurrection chambers and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, when you're talking about liberating an ancient Egyptian God, I'm like, uh huh. I don't know. I'm thinking of something else.
1: Thinking of resurrection
0: chambers and stuff like that, we didn't get into it. I don't think it was Set. I think it was Osiris, but they found another what they claim to be a resurrection chamber somewhere in Egypt that had to do with it was either Set or Osiris, but uh, we just didn't have time for it in that one episode. So it's kind of one of those things that I said at the time: it'll come back up. We'll we'll dig more into those things in the future. But that's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, this is the first episode that we're really getting into the Egyptian gods, so I am excited about that. And there's more to come. I I was surprised how much Egyptian gods featured in this episode about Taylor Swift. Yeah.
0: Uh, (laughs) They're the reason for the teardrops on her guitar here.
1: That is. Yeah, that is what we've heard. Yeah. So here's the thing about Zena LaVey. She looks a lot like Taylor Swift. We have several images to show you.
0: Yeah. So here's the first one.
1: Okay, let's play a game. Who is this PJ
0: <laughs> just by, okay. Just because I know, but just by like picture quality, I, it's funny when I pulled the picture up, I was thinking, Oh, we're doing Taylor Swift, then Zena Levey, And then I looked, I'm like, Oh, this is an older picture. This is Zena LaVey. Right. But I thought it was Taylor's. I legitimately thought it was the first time I pulled it out. Uh, Taylor Swift.
1: This is Zena LaVey. And this is Taylor Swift. And this is, this is Zena Levey. <laughs> This is Taylor Swift.
0: Let me guess. Zena LeVay.
1: And this is Zena Levey with a snake. <laughs> and this is Taylor Swift with a snake.
0: Do we have more of these? I mean, they can't look that much alike. Dude. <laughs> uh,
1: this is Zena Levey with cat ears. This is Taylor Swift with cat ears. This is that's it. That's all I yeah,
2: have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing I wanted to point out um, cuz I I didn't just like really select things on purpose. Um, there's a lot of coincidence, not just between what they look like, but on stylistic choices. Um, Taylor really leans into the cats and and the the snakes, and Zena did too. There's a lot of snake handling with Zena, a lot of snake handling with Taylor, particularly in her "Look What You Made Me Do" era, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um. But a lot of stylistic similarities with just how they do their makeup and how they do their hair and how they pose for the camera and hold their faces. You could make an argument that their faces aren't actually that similar. Um I I would propose from the outset here that I'm I don't really think that they're they're clones that, that Taylor's a clone. I think that she has made a purposeful choice to look like Xena. Yeah yeah, I think so
0: too. I like when I look at any of this stuff, I'm like, it doesn't seem like it's an accident that she's doing very similar lipstick that she's got very similar. What happened to you? (laughs) Um, I don't know what just happened. Uh, Very similar lipstick, very similar, you know, the way she does her eye makeup, whatever. And just the symbolism. I feel like the symbolism is the most important part here is that she's purposefully picking to do photo shoots, music videos, all of these things with not just satanic imagery, but specifically Imagery that looks like uh, Zena LeVay.
1: Yeah. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about Taylor and where she came from. And it, where did and she it come is, from?
0: Was she born on an altar?
1: It is a little bit weird Um, her history. She was born in Pennsylvania. She likes to style herself as this like Southern, Southern girl. um, As if she kind of came up from nothing in the South singing country, just a, just a girl with a guitar and a dream. But really uh, her parents moved her to Nashville really young. Um, She was 14 when she signed her record deal with big machine records and 16 when she put out her first her first record and it was a country country one and it's it's unclear how she got in the door that easily usually you have to i mean you you were in the music space it's it's really difficult getting noticed and
0: yeah extremely extremely difficult and it it's it's weird because she wasn't being in the country star space that she started off in you would think okay this is someone who's been playing bars this is someone who's like put in some some time and stuff like that if you're seeing like essentially a child star at this point a teenager whatever you would yeah. think more Disney teeny bopper type stuff like that is a a space where I could see getting into without all that stuff I find it interesting like when I think back to her history I don't think I didn't realize she was that young first of all but I just think like oh another generic ish young Le- Leanne Rimes or something like that so it is kind of odd that she was able to get a record deal and become so big. Yeah. I, I, what do you, do you think I, somebody I was talking to earlier was like, I never thought she was that good. And I know some people say that cause they just like can't stand a celebrity, but do you think she was just, I felt like she was boring. Like I'm not a country fan, but I felt like she was so incredibly generic and boring that ugh, I just, I, I couldn't stand her when she first came out.
1: I think a couple things here. I think one, her parents had money and connections. Yeah, for sure. The story goes that she walked into the record studio and said, give me a deal. And they did it. And I don't know how, how you can do that without serious connections, but I think she also has a lot of magic about her. I think she's very, very um, compelling as a person. I think she's incredibly relatable and yes, she appeals to the lowest common denominator and yes, she can seem really cookie cutter. And at the same time, from the very beginning, her music has appealed very, very broadly um, and been very catchy and very... She knows how to tell stories. She's an incredible storyteller. Mm. Um, and she knows how to make people feel like I'm in this with you. I feel the same things that you <clears throat> feel. Um, we're just going through the same things. And so for people like me who kind of grew up with her, I I really felt connected to her for a long time. And it wasn't until I think after college where she started to do darker things with her music where I was like, okay, this is where our." do you think that's here. what they were
0: looking for then is just like yeah. someone who can relate to a little bit younger, uh, in the country music uh, and maybe cross that gap a little bit between not just hitting a country audience or something like that.
1: Maybe it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, cause
0: you say she's an incredible storyteller, but like I think of it as in like, she's the right face for a story. Someone else is telling. I don't think she actually writes any of this stuff. She, she, uh, so am I even, wrong? I could be wrong. You
1: are. You are. Okay. So even John Mayer has come out and said, cause they dated briefly. He was like, no, she actually, What wrote Taylor Swift
0: dated a celebrity one time. I'm just, I want a <laughs> list of who she hasn't dated. That'd be a shorter one.
1: She's dated a lot of people, but no, she writes her own music. Um, The only uh, there, there, are, I think there's an album where she was switching genres. She has not stayed uh, true to any one genre. She'll like do a little bit here, or do a little bit there. Um, but I think it was nineteen eighty four when she was really switching over to pop, where she had a lot of collaborators on it um to help her really kind of young back then <laughs> <laughs> transition the music over she she uh, the other thing that she has done is build a lot of storytelling around her marketing. Um, so this is something I want to get into. In a minute. So let me do a little bit more of her history and then talk a little bit about her, the way that she kind of frames her music and her story. Um, One thing I noticed when I was a teenager, I was like, oh, maybe she's a Christian because in 2011 on her Speak Now tour, she had need to breathe opening for her. Right. She, she like allegedly like picked them out to open for her, and people were like, is she? She Christian? She she trying to help this Christian band? So
0: yeah, well, I I mean, <laughs> I worked in the Christian music industry, so yeah. Yeah. I, to me it comes off as like if you're in country, it doesn't matter. Like this week, Shania Twain came out and said something about um, being super inspired by trans people, and I'm like, yeah, but like, does she not realize like a majority of her audience for decades has been a right. largely middle of the country, mostly at least nominally Christian audience? So like. I feel like this this is one of those ways to be like, I know this is where my, my audience, I know they'll look at me better if they associate me with church and normal middle of the country living. And I mean that I think that's all that calculation really was. Yeah. Not to say anything bad about need to breathe. I don't really know. But um I, I mean that just makes sense to me on a marketing
1: yeah. standpoint. I mean, I, I imagine need to breathe just was like, wow, this is an incredible it's opportunity. It's a big tour, right? Yeah. Yeah. So also famously is the Kanye thing. So Taylor earned an award. Kanye interrupted hold on, her. Hold on. I'm going to let you
0: finish. I'm going to let you finish, uh, but really quick. We have an ad that I want to run. if you guys have not uh, if you guys are tr- struggling to stay awake as I often do because I never sleep. One of the oh, things you guys can do off. is get some North Arrow coffee and this is an actual Christian company not just, you know, kind of Nominally that way because they actually put their money where their mouth is They give 15% of every sale to pro-life causes and you can go to north and use code PJ 10 for 10% off and maybe there's another code out there I'm not sure what it is, uh, but I think it was broken last time we checked So go to north get some single origin roast to order coffee It's not just sitting on a shelf and highly recommend. It. It's really good stuff. So all right now. I'm, now I'm gonna let you finish <laughs>
1: this is what this is what i get for letting pj produce this show and and by letting i mean you
0: gave me sh- a perfect opportunity for an ad that i had to take it so
1: but you even wrote the thing <clears throat> to exclude abby 10 oh my goodness oh
0: yeah well you know
1: <laughs> i'm really grateful that pj produces the show because i'm such a terrible boomer at technology um but yeah kanye interrupted her uh in a really huge moment and she was really young at the time and she describes this as being really a defining moment where she felt so incredibly humiliated in front of a a ton of people um and she has this whole victim narrative about it but i kind of i kind of believe it like even just watching the footage i feel for her she thought the crowd was laughing at her when they were laughing at kanye that's what she says yeah, um, but some people have suggested that this was actually her Illuminati humiliation initiation ritual.
0: really. I okay, hold on. but I thought it was way more than humiliation. I thought there was like you know, like a black eye or a you know, boot or something like that. Maybe I don't know maybe
1: it's it's been suggested. okay. but this is where her feud started with Kanye. And then he did apologize and it looked like they had moved on. And then there was significantly more feuding later after which she decided she was going to completely destroy him because Taylor is big on revenge.
0: All she has to do is call up Harley Pasternak and, (laughs) you know, good to go. Those Canadian uh, Canadian, uh, gym instructors or whatever.
1: She also famously feuded with Katy Perry for a long time. And I I mentioned that because it's going to come up later, but also because they both dated John Mayer. So that's kind of probably why they were feuding. To be honest, we all know how women are. (laughs) (laughs) But she, Taylor cultivates this kind of victim. Hello. (laughs) um, Victim under underdog narrative. And, And one of the things that she's done is famously uh, departed from big machine records and just kind of gotten out on top. At least it looks like of the music industry. She's famously independent. Now she's re-recording music that big machine owns. Um, And she can do that because she wrote it basically. Right. Okay. And um, there was a sexual assault thing where she had it on photograph. What had happened. Um, And she was like, she, I guess she sued for like $1 and she kind of described it as
0: that just sounds really petty i'm not gonna lie
1: <laughs> well the way that she described it and i appreciated this is one thing that taylor's done that i think i genuinely appreciated oh, okay. she was like it's not about the money it's because i yeah. have i have i'm in a position to be able to do this for women who aren't in a position to do this i guess All right,
0: what did you she, say she, she was suing over
1: it was a sexual harassment oh, thing okay, she okay. had she had it on camera she was like it was this hard for me to do this When I had actual proof,
0: right. So not petty, just wanting to actually get something done. Okay, gotcha.
1: Right. She was like, "I'm not trying to get money. I'm already rich. This is this is about." Um, But that was part of her departure from Big Machine and part of her whole kind of victimhood narrative that she's cultivated. Even though she's one of the most powerful people in the world, one of the most famous influential people in the world, um, and really in all of history. When you look at, especially when you look at artists. And the way Mm -hmm. the artists have had influence throughout history. Right. So we're going to get back to Taylor's narrative. But first we need to talk about whether we're talking about doppelgangers or whether we're talking about clones when we're talking about Xena and Taylor and others.
0: All right, doppelgangers are clones. I it keeps coming back to twin peaks for me. People will get that reference about doppelgangers. Anyway, go ahead.
1: So Zena and Taylor aren't the only people in the world who look similar. Taylor has an evil Asian McDonald's twin.
0: Yeah, okay, I was one you sent me this video and I watched a few seconds. And I'm like, what the hell is this all about? All right, you guys got to see this. <laughs> Okay, I legitimately thought that this was going to go in the Taylor Swift history, like weird rise to fame. She did like creepy McDonald's commercials or something. That really does look like her, though, doesn't it?
1: Nope. This is yeah. I mean, yes, yes, it looks like her, but it's it's not her at all. It's this no. random Asian girl who who's done this like really creepy female Ronald McDonald.
0: <laughs> oh, time to initiate go- uh, Operation Golden Arches. I think.
1: Uh, yeah. Please. Please initiate golden arches. <laughs> it's so weird how this kind of just weirdly linked up to things we've already talked about, like like golden arches. <laughs> um, but there's there's another one. There is a hang on. Okay, there's one called Becky, who popped up on on this Reddit thread. I think this is Reddit.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's Reddit.
1: So somebody posted this picture that kind of obviously looks like Taylor Swift. But they said, this is a picture of my friend Becky. She used to be happy. Popular girl until one night she snorted marijuana at a party. She died instantly. Please don't do marijuana. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Please don't do marijuana. It's the most dangerous drug out there. Please don't wind up like Becky. And someone said, pretty sure that's Taylor Swift. And they're like, no, it's Becky.
0: (laughs) okay so is this just like a joke type like is actually a picture of taylor swift and because i mean the comment like snorted the snorted the marijuana by the (laughs) way don't snort the marijuana kids but
1: you'll (laughs) die
0: it feels like it feels like uh you know a a meme or something
1: it feels like a joke there are some people who who cling to this idea that becky is either dead or out there somewhere (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, no, we know she's dead. She snorted the marijuana, guys. (laughs) Now we've got conspiracy theories about uh, marijuana snorting teenager from Nebraska.
1: But Taylor, Taylor found out about this, this meme, and she leaned in hard. She had this (laughs) shirt made that says, no, it's Becky.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Taylor, no, it's Becky.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And she let herself be photographed by paparazzi. She did this post on her instagram it was right before the 1984 uh, i'm sorry 1989 1989 album dropped and she was like i'm rethinking the album cover so she she made it out as if she was going to make the know it's becky shirt be the album cover for 1989 and it was just funny so there's another girl on tiktok could be becky who knows who goes by no it's ashley
0: no, it's Ashley not. No, it's I thought you were gonna say no, it's actually Becky. Okay, this <laughs> no. one right here in the middle. Yes,
2: you got to let him go you gotta have anybody any money because when you boss, you could do what you want. You got to let him go. That's it.
0: That really, really looks like Taylor Swift, too. Yeah, Is she just like I can't tell. Is she just such a generic looking human that it's like with the right hair and makeup? Anybody that's, you know, six foot tall and blonde can look like Taylor Swift.
1: That's that's a question. That is certainly a question. She looks so much like Taylor Swift that TikTok has banned one of her accounts for impersonation.
0: (laughs) Just being herself. Uh (coughs) Uh-huh. She's gotta dye the hair or something. Yeah.
1: Her handle is literally no, it's Ashley. (laughs) Anyway.
0: She should wear a no, it's Becky t shirt in all of her videos. Just like make it really confusing.
1: Make it really confusing. No, it's
0: Ashley. No, it's Becky. I'm Taylor Swift.
1: (laughs) I'm Taylor Swift. (laughs) so uh we we did have a super chat from avatar ang over on odyssey are you going to play taylor swift's music video look what you made me do can you believe that was a number one song in 2017 unfortunately it's on youtube there are a lot of music videos that I'm going to reference or maybe not a lot, a handful of music videos I'm going to reference yeah. pretty heavily and share images from, but Taylor is notoriously vicious about copyright striking even small things, so we don't dare even show tiny
0: clips. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's something we could get away with on Rumble or should we just I- not? Yeah, let's just not do it. Sorry. Sorry, Avatar. It's so weird. I know some people like they make their whole living out of like doing reaction videos and stuff like that. But whenever we react to something that's like five seconds long, like I'm actually worried that last TikTok's getting our video demonetized. Not that I care about the monetization on YouTube, but it's like that's how picky they've been with our channel so far. So yeah, if we played it, we wouldn't just get demonetized. The video would probably be taken down like that time we played a 10 second clip of Megan Fox. So
1: who interestingly enough has some clone conspiracy theories about her as well. I didn't get into them because we talk about Megan Fox too much and I'm just tired a of lot, it.
0: There's a lot of clone conspiracies around celebrities. There's a lot of tranny conspiracies around celebrities. I know that yeah. comes up with Taylor Swift. I saw a whole thing yesterday about Megan Fox and I just got to say like if you're going to put a video out that's like proof Megan Fox is a clone and it's her making a joke about the conspiracy theory going around the internet like yeah, I'm a clone. Ha ha. <laughs> like it's not <laughs> Like, come on, you understand, like, sarcasm, right? Like, let's not pretend to be dumber than we are, okay? Yeah. That's my only rant on that.
1: So, one music video that I think is interesting to bring up is the anti hero music video, which is one of the most recent ones to drop in the last six months or so. And she really leans into this concept of the doppelganger, the evil twin. Uh, The music video is basically normal Taylor Swift and then evil Taylor Swift uh, teaching her how to be more comfortable in her skin and all of this stuff. So just fascinating thematically with the conspiracy theories that already circulate about her.
0: It also like ends with her faking her death kind of too, which I understand is a dream sequence, but it is a little weird. Like if you're, if you're reading the conspiracies online and stuff and you're like, I'm going to do a doppelganger music video where I fake my death. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Another another music video that's interesting is the bad blood music video where um, it's kind of about her feuding. I think it's about her feuding with Katy Perry. It might be about her feuding with Kanye. I
0: I thought it was. I don't pay attention to these things, but I think I had heard that that one was Katy Perry.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, It's very sure. But the music video is like this. She gets really, really injured and then gets rebuilt as this like robot.
0: Cyborg thing cyborg <laughs>
1: thing and this whole concept of
0: it's not the only music video. Where she does that either. Sorry, it's keep not
1: yeah. it's not but we see and we're going to talk about this more but this concept of death and resurrection or near death and resurrection um, death and cloning death and body double
0: this this makes me have to ask you a question because we brought up set earlier and we talked about Zena LaVey's obsession with set and starting this whole cult. Uh, I'm gonna bring up this picture again so uh because I I can't get the Egyptians gods straight very well because I don't pay it I just haven't done a lot of study on them but he's got this in his hand right here this thing that's uh kind of a it's kind of a cross the loop on the top and it's supposed to represent death and resurrection and if I'm get the if I'm getting this correct the story is that is it a or it's Osiris and set fight each other every day and one of them dies and the sun comes up and when them they resurrect and then he kills the other one and then it's nighttime. So it's, it's like this it's, whole death and resurrection loop in in the you know Sethian. uh I don't know, anyway.
1: Yeah. It's Osiris and Anubis. So Osiris Is that what it is? Okay. Osiris is really interesting in Ankh. That is what it's called. Thank you, chat. Um Osiris is a really interesting pantheon member because he is both the sky god and the death god. He was originally mm. in the sky and then he um basically dies and and has to live in Hades. But every day So is he
0: Lucifer? Is he Satan?
1: Yes. He yeah. is yeah, he's Lucifer. The fallen
0: angel that runs the ov- over underworld. Yeah.
1: Which is interesting because this is the oldest pantheon that we know of, the most ancient one. Yeah. And He has the clearest connection to Lucifer. His son Horus ends up being the sky god after him, which is kind of a direct link to Zeus's son Apollo being the sun god. So Horus and Apollo being the same person. But then Osiris fights Anubis. And Anubis is this giant chaos god, giant snake. Um, So basically he's fighting chaos, the very fabric of the universe every day Mm. in this cycle. All right, back to what we'll, we'll do more uh, Egyptian gods later. But yes, this theme of death and resurrection really comes up. And you'll see in other photos that we'll bring up, the Ankh is not just connected with Set, but all of them. Every time you see the Egyptian gods, they're all holding a staff and an Ankh.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I guess I just thought it was interesting because if you're making the connection between, like, you know, Taylor Swift copying or trying to be like Levey. Uh, the idea of, in, in her music video using like this idea of death and resurrection. If if Levey was obsessed with the Ankh and things like that, that that's interesting.
1: Oh, uh, Jess, you're right. Anubis is the jackal-headed god. Let me see, um, chaos, god Egypt. Let me get this right.
0: Office. John Stevens says I heard. Uh, While well, you looked that up, he says I heard that o- Osiris was actually Nimrod at one point. Nimrod was killed and his body was found torn apart. His wife found everything except for uh, we actually have an episode about this john if you haven't seen it uh, and that was one of the things i mentioned is that nimrod is most certainly the same person as uh gilgamesh and most people believe that that is also the same as osiris basically the idea and please if you're listening to this and you haven't seen that episode that's our most popular episode so most people who are listening probably have seen it um the idea is that after the Tower of Babel fell apart, people took the same stories that they were seeing, uh, where Nimrod was the leader, and then calling him different names in different cultures. Yeah. So it would be Gilgamesh or Osiris or whatever. There's other I can't even think of them all. Some people think that uh, Sargon of Akkad is also Nimrod. There's mm-hmm. a yeah. So I I I actually believe that that is what happened. I think that all of these same god uh, same. People that are like Nimrod and Gilgamesh just are people who were spread out over the earth, speaking different languages, telling the same story with different names. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So to correct myself, Apophis is is that chaos god that Osiris fights every day. But I'm glad we mentioned Anubis because Anubis is the god of mummification in the afterlife. So this concept of <clears throat> preserving somebody to resurrect,
0: like like Nimrod, like Gilgamesh, yes. in the the Chamber of Gilgamesh. Yeah, that's interesting. exactly
1: exactly. Yeah. And all of the Egyptian gods are are like deeply connected to animals. They're like anthropomorphized. There's jackals and snakes and, and all of these things. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But let's let's talk a little bit more. Um, we were talking about anti-hero getting into the doppelganger stuff. Bad blood music video getting into the rebirth stuff. Look what you made me do is the most clear-cut Um, imagery of this death and resurrection. There's this part at the end where she's like the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead.
0: Every part of that music video is Illuminati confirmed. Like it really, really it starts off in the bathtub. Like if people are familiar with, you know, Illuminati symbolism, like the bathtub is their uh, resurrection their their ritual into coming into this new thing. So Um, It's a portal to them. Bathtubs, water, pools of water, puddles of water, they represent portals. So, this is her coming out of a portal as a different person in the opening of the video. And you said her other video, she was like a robot or something.
2: Sorry, I don't want to step on you if you had stuff to say about
0: this. I just wanted to point out things I noticed. But in this, there's a whole room of cyborg slash, I mean, it's got cyborgs and clones in this music video. Yeah. It's got like snake imagery, Garden of Eden imagery. Uh, I mean, I didn't have time to watch it multiple, multiple times for the stream. I watched it like twice and just in the first time I was like, oh wow, the symbolism is not hidden. It's not like I have to do a lot of digging. It's just like very in your face. This is Freemasonry, Illuminati, satanic ritualism, like shoved it like right there for you to see.
1: Yeah, the thing that stood out to me Initially, because I think there's two ways I want to talk about this video. The way I want to talk about it in this section is that how many different type different Taylors are in the video? She brings up the version of herself that was in all of these other music videos. She wears the same costumes that she was in other music videos, and there's all of these Taylors all talking to each other in this music video, really leaning into this whole doppelganger clone, multiple versions of Taylor, death and resurrection thing. Right. That's all I want to say about that for now. Um, and let's get into a little bit of back into cloning. The current state of cloning. So here is what we do know. We know that Dolly was cloned. We know that mammal cloning has progressed. We know that IVF and designer babies are really
0: Popular. just normalized. normalized yeah, it's completely now. normalized at this point.
1: People just saying, oh, we're going to pick you know, these traits, we're going to have big eyes. We're going to have green eyes. We're going to have like really nice temperament. Like we're just going to design whatever kid we want.
0: It's like, it's like Anton LaVey one. And that's the, I think the point we've been making for a while is like Anton Levey, the Satanist who, you know, now as a, as a country, we don't do prayer. We don't do, uh, you know, we don't really focus on any of the Christian symbolism. It's, Let's go to a large event and watch a satanic ritual and then let's have designer babies. Let's use our kids as props, whether it's the transgender movement or like you're saying, like the, this whole thing. It feels like Anton LaVey is one in, in the culture. Yeah. So I didn't mean to go off on a tangent.
1: No, no, that's, that's a really good point. Um, another thing that's really, really creepy um, and kind of ties in again to that, the church of Satan stuff is that, a lot of what people want with cloning is this therapeutic cloning with stem cells. So they want to take stem cells. And theoretically, you can grow any anything from a stem cell. So you can grow a new heart, you can grow a new kidney. And this idea with clones has always been, um, for a lot of people, for a lot of the medical community, it's always been about growing replacement parts so that we can live longer. Um, there was a book series, it's just two books I read when I was in high school that really stuck with me for a long time and the whole premise of it was that the main character was a clone of this drug lord and he only existed so that his heart could be taken and given to the drug lord when he needed it. And the only way that he escapes is that his caretaker, his mom figure, had been feeding him very small amounts of arsenic for a long time so that it didn't kill him but Basically, if his heart was put into the drug lord, that the drug lord would die. So it's just... Because
0: he hadn't built up a tolerance to the arsenic. Right. So... What what book was that?
1: It's called The House of the Scorpion.
0: Okay. I haven't read it. It just sounded very familiar.
1: Yeah. But it was the first time I was presented with this concept um, of of clones being farms. (laughs) And I think a lot of times... When people talk about clones, and especially when they talk about clones in these conspiracy theories, there's no concern for the clone. There's this concept of like, this is just, we could just make a clone and it would be really easy to control. It would be subhuman. We could just clone someone and it wouldn't be a real person. It would just be a tool and it would be used as a tool. And That's what
0: the island was about. Maybe that's why it sounded familiar. You ever see the movie, the Island?
1: No, cause I never <coughs> see movies.
0: You've never seen movies. i uh, never um, seen a
1: movie in my life.
0: It's a movie where all the celebrities and rich people in the world buy clones. They keep them on an Island and they strictly monitor their health and diet and exercise. Yeah. So that way, if a celebrity has a heart attack or needs a new kidney or gets in a car wreck, they have spare parts.
1: Yeah. 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 And this is very much what people want out of clones, what they want out of therapeutic stem cell research. This is where all of the baby parts from, from abortions are going. Planned Parenthood, sell, and we know this to be true. This has been proven that Planned Parenthood sells dead babies to be used in this type of research. This has mm-hmm. been deeply demonic, deeply sat- satanic stuff from the beginning. I don't think that anyone who is working on clone research is doing so from a, a place of any type of goodness. I think it's been demonic no. from the very beginning.
0: Yeah, it's playing God in a way that we shouldn't be, first of all, and just outside of that, like any any use they want for this is is evil. You know, we talk about, you know, obviously, thank you again to North Arrow for being a sponsor and for fighting that fight. But we talk about this abortion stuff. I mean, you said that they've been using parts and selling parts, which was proven. And then the guys who proved it got like just tore apart, uh, sued everything. But I think people forget that last year we found out that, you know, talking about like Moloch and these old ancient gods, when people call abortion, child sacrifice, they literally in Boston sell aborted babies to um, power plants and they actually burn them. This is not a joke. You can look this up. They actually burn the baby parts for electricity. So partially Boston is literally run off of child sacrifice their, their power grid is at least in part run off of child sacrifice like that's insane
1: yeah there is an awful lot of adults in our culture who are willing to sell their children for their own lives willing to sacrifice their children for their own lives even even the argument that abortion is based on this whole life of the mother thing what what good woman sacrifices her child for her own life I don't think any adult who's willing to sacrifice their child for their own life. Is, should be welcome in society. Yeah. Um,
0: we just up. we've prettied up child sacrifice. Like we, it's, it's yeah. so we can look back and be like, I can't believe those, you know, those ancient stupid people would like throw their kids off of cliffs and burn them at, you know, to appease the rain gods. Let's kill our child. So we don't have climate change. It's right. We've just made it prettier. It's disgusting.
1: Yeah. Okay, so moving on to uh, slightly lighter things. Yeah, sorry.
0: Um, <laughs> it's just one of those tangents I have to go on when it comes up. Go ahead.
1: State of cloning. So we know that mammals are still being cloned, and p- pretty, I'm pretty sure this is, this is well-established that there are celebrities who have cloned their pets. So famously, yeah. Barbara Streisand cloned her dog, um, her dog Samantha. I guess, and into two puppies. And there's a conspiracy theory that the two puppies were being walked in Central Park and that one of them basically just melted. Like, came apart at a molecular level and just like (laughs) dripped down a drain pipe. Yikes. I have no idea. I have no evidence of that to be true, but it it seems that there is there's there's a reason why cloning isn't happening a lot. It it seems to be something that's working some of the time and not other the, other of the time. A, a really inexact type science, perhaps, with some maybe dark underbelly to it. But there's there's been other. Um, Simon Cowell has famously said that he would clone his his dogs when when they get old and die.
0: Right. So, do we want to talk about uh, the possibility of of cloning uh, with uh, some previous episode stuff? Is that where we were going with this?
1: Yeah, we are. We're getting there. Okay. Um So, conversations have been had. Chat mentioned this before about cloning woolly mammoths.
0: Yeah, so, we we did a uh, unhinged episode where we talked about that.
1: Yeah. So there's there's a lot of discussion still happening around cloning, particularly animals, but it's things have been really quiet on the human cloning front, except in the most unhinged corners. And here we come back to clonade.
0: Yeah. So I've got this clip from Kid Boo and I'm just going to play it and we'll talk about it afterwards because I'll just let him say
2: what he says. So here we go. You know. I believe in a new norm now. I believe in a new norm of like, like through the creation of synthesis and DNA that we can live like immortal, like immortal through clones and transfer our consciousness I'm in Living Proof now. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually looking. For, shout out, Clonade. What's that? Shout out, Clonade. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you could actually, as soon as you die, they could actually freeze your body.
0: It well, what, like what
2: happened with, with my first gen is they took the skull because um, he initially had written in a will uh, to the railing movement that if something were to happen to him, they can ship the skull over immediately to Clonade. So they can remove a fragment of bone that's located here, and in this fragment of bone, it stores all of your memories and consciousness. And with that, they can make a sufficient replica of yourself, a reproductive version of you, including your memories. And you can be selective as to which ones you keep or don't keep. And this process has been around for quite some time. I believe this shit was cloned back in, I think, the late 70s, early 80s, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah. So he brings up Dolly. He's like, this has been happening for a long time. He mentions the clonade and the Raylians by name. And I find this interesting that he's, you know, in the last few months, what have we seen? What was, uh, who's the railings to, to Kanye West talking about the railings? we got kid Do- kid boo talking about the Raylians and specifically clonade that by the way, if you haven't seen the episode is what they put in your will. If you're a Ralian that they will take this part of bone from your forehead for cloning. So really weird stuff.
1: So here's, here's my take on, on this with Clonade. When, when Clonade's laboratory was raided back, a while back. 2003, was, I think. Yeah, it was after they announced Eve. <clears throat> it was after they said that there were others in process. This, this lab was raided, and it was just like one graduate student and, and, and the lady, uh, the Clonade lady. It was like two whole people. And then all of the state-of-the-art equipment that they didn't know how to use um, and cow ovaries. But the equipment had been funded by this one wealthy man who was just desperate to get his son back who had died. Yeah. So, like, a really sad story. They absolutely took advantage of this man. But scientifically, from that standpoint, it seems impossible that with – like, you could believe anyone else had cloned a human but them –
0: Right, right. Well, I feel like that's part of the what they want, you know, right. I still can't get over again. Watch the episode. I still can't get over the media's treatment of the Raelians. I think that's the only thing that set me off about them that made me feel like there's something weirder going on. Yeah, Uh, there's no other. And I watched that whole week that I was studying for this. I went through probably six or seven different alien cults to figure out which one would make the best episode they're the only ones who were not treated like a cult that we, like the way the rest of society would treat a cult. They're like, Oh, these are actually good people. They're doing good things. We really like them. We just don't believe their religion. Like that's not, you don't say that about Jim Jones. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird.
1: Yeah. So the one thing that I will say is that there's a lot of, in the extra biblical material in the book of Enoch, things like this, we hear a lot about demons bringing down, forbidden knowledge and forbidden technology and teaching it to humans <clears throat> so i would be willing to believe that the that demons taught the raelians how to do this that it's not it's not that they actually had the scientific chops to discover this but that they were given it somehow yeah.
0: i mean it sounds a lot like uh all of these it sounds a lot like, you know, I still believe in predictive programming. So I guess what I'm saying is like, it sounds like a lot of these, uh, you know, movies and things like that, where they're like, we've got this forbidden knowledge and we got it from a place beyond. We got it through some type of portal. We got it from somewhere else. And it's funny that it matches up with a lot of pagan beliefs going back thousands of years of things like third eye and uh, you know, like your consciousness is stored in this weird place. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's odd. Yeah. It's odd.
1: Yeah. It's really odd. So
0: Can I'm sorry. One more thing. How matter of factly this dude talking about it is the other weird part. Yeah. Like, he's just completely like he doesn't seem insane. He's just matter of fact. Like, yeah, I was, I was part of this program. Like that's, that's weird.
1: It seems like he really wants to brag about it, but he's like trying to hold himself back from like bragging about. We
0: didn't. Yeah, we didn't play the whole thing. He says a couple of times. He's like, "Eh, I shouldn't say more. Um, Because he, I think he catches himself talking a little more than he should, which I don't know, like trying to be objective here. Like it's, you know, just like throw whatever you think out the window for a second and listen to this guy with completely open-minded. And the way I see it is like, he doesn't come across as a, I think I've known too many habitual liars where he doesn't come across that way. And usually like there's little tells when you're making stuff up and when you're like, Actually, remembering things, and it comes across a little bit more like that. Not saying that I believe everything he's saying, but just right. as weird as it is, it's a it, it's even weirder for the fact that he just seems so calm and matter of fact about it. I guess
1: it seems like he believes it, whether that's, or not that's it's my point. true right. is a is a different story.
0: Right. I think that's but, the best way to put it. He believes it.
1: Yeah. So the primary argument against all of these clone conspiracies, and we'll get into some more of them in a bit but is that it's scientifically impossible but it's also just weird how little we know like we all knew about dolly and then ever since dolly i really haven't heard anything more about cloning the biggest story was was clonade saying that they had and and then barbara streisand It, it seems like whatever scientists are working on it are very aware that they need to keep it hushed up because of how the public would react if they actually knew the status of cloning. And so it, it, it makes me wonder. And I think we'll talk about this maybe at the end of the show in the rumble section and get you know what you all are thinking about it. Mm-hmm. What do we really think about the status of cloning in society?
0: I see one comment over here. I just want to mention really quick. Mark, thir- Mark 1323 says, I suspect that's true with more technology then we realize that we're going to be doing an episode next week where there's a part of it. I don't even know if we'll get into it, but it came up in the book that I'm reading. Um, It's all about FOIA requests. It's all real uh, CIA documents and stuff like that. So it's not as much conspiracy theory as conspiracy fact. Um, It's a term some people hate, but anyway, uh, I found it interesting how much they talked about technology in the 1970s. The CIA talked about that. We know now is real, but or we I don't even know we know. Let me put it this way. Now it would still seem like futuristic, but the CIA is talking about this in FOIA request documents. And actual CIA and nuclear physicists are talking about science and technology that seems so far beyond us. And they're like, no, this is really real. We really do it. And it's way more advanced than people think. Uh specifically, it got into hologram stuff and Project Bluebeam, which was not why I read it. But it, like they were talking about like these sure. insanely realistic. No, I was it was about, well. I don't want to preview too much about the episode, but it's about uh, the, the CIA using psychics and stuff like that. And it came into like in the 1970s, the CIA had insanely realistic holograms. It was a very small side note of it, but this came from like multiple nuclear physicists, like top of their line, in the 1970s, the, the B2 stealth bomber was like 50 years ahead of its time in technology. So what we know and what they have is, is different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that I just kinda wanna briefly mention here is that it seems like this, all the satanic stuff comes back to this Nephilim DNA thing, that all this manipulation of DNA, all of this (coughs) IVF, we talked about sibling clusters within um, donor conceived kids. We've talked about this idea of like, how is the Nephilim, is there Nephilim DNA? How is it being passed? What are they trying to do with it? What are they trying to find? All of this stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jess over here. PJ hijacks stream to talk about Project Bluebeam. Yeah, that checks out. And Ralians. I get to talk about my two favorite things in this. So
1: PJ <clears> freaked <throat> out when I told him that Rayleigh's were coming up in my research. He was like, oh my gosh.
0: I just can't believe that I did that episode as a lark and it keeps coming up. Like that's why it's so interesting to me.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. We are ready to talk about the cult of Taylor Swift.
0: There you go, using that cult word again. What do we got?
1: So, it really is a cult. And I like I like Taylor. I grew up on Taylor. I still love a lot of her original albums. I'll still listen to them. They're very nostalgic. But she does absolutely run a cult. Uh, she leans so hard into this, this subliminal messages thing, this idea that a lot of people had that, that their bands, their favorite bands, were sending them secret messages. Taylor, from the very beginning... Has hidden secret messages in her lyrics. She capitalized some letters. I remember when we got new CDs, we'd always buy them physically, even after Spotify happened because she'd always have some stuff capitalized and some stuff not. She'd have all these secret messages. She put these little Easter eggs everywhere. Once social media kind of took off, she started putting secret stuff into all her social media. She would uh, do little Easter eggs in her outfits when she would be on a everything from some like the Grammys, something big to just an interview outfit. She put all these Easter eggs places. And so there are entire social media accounts that just try to figure out what she's saying. Just try to figure out the tailored doctrine. Um, what <laughs> secret message is coming down from our goddess today?
0: I like how you use that word. I think you meant you use that very intentionally. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> um, she built this whole system where those who were really, really into the fandom and in the fandom is, is thick and there are hierarchies within it, but people who got to the top would get invited to her house for these special music sessions where she would just have a very intimate gathering of people and play music for them. And so you got to she built this basically network where anyone who was in her fandom was probably just a couple steps removed, probably knew someone who knew someone who had met her or even just knew someone who had met her. And so, so someone could say, well, maybe Taylor did something wrong, but I've met her and she's the sweetest person ever. And so there's always somebody who would be a diehard personal experience who could, who could defend her. And so you have the Swifties are known for being incredibly vicious in their defense of her.
0: Right. I think that's why that, I think that's why certain people pushed her so hard to uh, enter into the political scene when she was, Notably absent from it, purposefully for many, many years. Yeah, but like yeah, you realize like you can sway elections because your fans are like that diehard. Yeah, yeah.
1: She she's gotten more into pandering. Uh, recently, she she's always leaned into this whole you know being a Swifty is such an identity for her cult that there's the way that you wear and it, the, the clothes that you wear and the way that you a lot of th- there's a whole Taylor Swift aesthetic is what i mean it's it's a way to find identity for people who who just don't have identity of their own which is a, a huge sub uh, amount of our culture just especially young women who just have no direction and no identity and look to her um but for for many that's that's not enough and she she really has pandered to this group of her fandom who, who refer to her as Gaylor Swift. <laughs> the, the Taylor Swift who's secretly gay and she's been in this, she's in a glass closet. She's closeted, but there's so much secret messaging that she's gay. She's like letting everyone know that she's gay, but she won't just come out because she can't do that. Because I did not realize
0: it. there are so many conspiracy theories around Taylor Swift.
1: This is a feature, <laughs> not a bug. Okay. I am. convinced. Well, you,
0: you said it in the beginning, right? Like she puts secret messages. I think she wants that. The, the talk yeah. about her.
1: There are so many conspiracy theories about her that she has cultivated herself I'm convinced that we, – we've talked about this, I think, with other conspiracy theories of like, what if this literally just exists to bury the search results for the actual conspiracy theories?
0: Right, right, yeah, yeah. If, if
1: you Google Taylor Swift conspiracy, I think the first thing that usually comes up is the, the karma conspiracy, which is that basically the second t- – time when, when her feud with Kanye resurged, and everyone believed she had lied and she basically went underground. She disappeared for years. And it's it, it seems actually pretty clear that there was supposed to be an album coming out, but because she had to go underground, that album was never released. It was called Karma. And she's hints about this album everywhere. Everyone's convinced that karma existed. The secret, the secret album was <laughs> never released. But there's there's so many there's so many. Do you t- think it
0: was just a way to be like, yeah, I'm being really lazy right now. So I totally record an album you guys will never listen to. By the way, we recorded 15 extra conspiracy pill episodes. But I don't know if we want to release them. So
1: <laughs> yeah, because we're such victims. Bad things happen to us and you'll yeah. never see them. But they're the yeah. best episodes that ever existed.
0: Great. Yeah. Like seriously top notch episodes. But yeah, you know, yeah. You guys weren't nice enough to us
1: tragic (laughs) (laughs) but for many uh even even though she's maybe gay um (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not even worth getting into it it's it's a funny conspiracy like when you look at the evidence it's actually interesting i love going and listening to the the taylor swift conspiracies because they're so funny and there's a lot to them like all of the Taylor Swift conspiracies have so much evidence. Like you could sit there and do a whole PowerPoint of evidence of why karma exists and why Taylor's gay and all this stuff. Um,
0: Karma's the I, album where she was going to come out.
1: Jess, we do. We sing in every single episode that we will never release because you yeah, guys are nice enough to us.
0: All of They're actually musicals. They're rock operas. <laughs> when I said they're the best episodes we've ever done, it's because we actually hired a producer and made all this music and they're actual conspiracy pilled rock operas. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: My, my, uh, my cousin, former producer on Steven Crowder, Sven computer produced these rock operas for us. So yep. that is what you're missing. Rock yeah. opera produced by Sven.
0: Yeah. <laughs> produced by a literal human computer. So <laughs> literal
1: German human computer. Can't be married. better.
0: Can't, can't anything better, better than that. So it's
1: married to my cousin <laughs> anyway. Oh, <sighs> but Taylor is quickly becoming not woke enough for a lot of people Uh, in the same way that JK, I think she's about to go the way of JK Rowling. She has done a good job pandering and she's been smart enough to never apologize for anything. So she's been accused of, she's been accused of cultural appropriation with, with her, I think specifically the shake it off music video where she's doing a lot of like African type dancing. And, um, which don't go watch that. It's, she's it's a terrible awful. dancer. Like <laughs> if she was a good dancer, she dances it would be, like a
0: white girl. Yeah,
1: it's the dancing. If she was good at it, would be gross. But because she's not good at good at it, it's gross and cringe. So, <laughs> <laughs> but she has she has pandered to the gay community. Um, she's she's featured drag queens. She has she's done a lot of stuff. But I think people kind of start to recognize when they're being pandered to and start to have a problem with it. And the other problem is that they, they see her as being completely driven and defined by money. So a lot of people will say, oh, I love Taylor Swift, but she's such a capitalist. She's such a, you know, she's mm-hmm. deep in capitalism. So I I wonder, I mean, she's been canceled a couple times and she's been fine because she's never apologized. Yeah, but. throughout her subliminal messaging throughout her, her secret doctrine messages delivered things emerge. So she loves the number 13 it's tattooed on her foot. I think
2: she's,
1: she's really big. She's really big on the number 13. She's really big on cats. She's obsessed with cats. She's big on her cats. She's really big on snakes. Her fandom uses the snake emoji everywhere. Um, and she, it's in a lot of her music video stuff, particularly in the Look What You Made Me Do music video. But she wears snake rings all the time. She's very, very associated with snakes, particularly in the Look what, what You Made Me Do era and on. So after she went underground hiding, after the Kanye thing, when she came back, she came back with this album called Reputation. And all of a sudden, her music went from being really sweet and relatable and gir- like Girlish, girlish. yeah. All of a sudden, it was like dark and Illuminati and snakes and and <laughs> Satanism. <laughs> and uh, let's look at some of the imagery from the "Look What You Made Me Do" music video.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of Apple symbolism. Uh, oh yeah, this I is fi- from. <laughs> is this a sorry, different this one? Is,
1: this is from the Blank Space music video, but okay, in this one there's this this whole concept of um, this is from the 1989 album but this concept of tempting tempting someone with an apple.
0: Yeah, and it comes up again in the look what you made me do, and it's done in such yeah. a way where you know like it's snakes and then apples like directly afterwards. It's like there's yeah. no yeah, you it's know what not, you're doing. You know, you know what it is,
1: <laughs> but this is this is from the end of look what you made me do. These are all the tailors mm-hmm. and she's standing on. T- so she's basically killing Literally are the-
0: standing on top of her clones <laughs> like standing on a bi- pile of clones.
1: And in the background, it's this thing that looks like a cross, but it's missing the top part. And yeah. it's just, it's on the nose. I mean, it's a T, but it's...
0: Eh, yeah, but like, the, isn't that the beauty of it, though? Is that, oh, it's just a T. It's her name. It's Taylor. But I'm telling you, when I saw this music for the first time, I was like, it, it jumped out at me so strong right. that it was not just a T. That it's very much uh, taking religious symbolism and then flipping it around and making making herself this kind of Uh, messianic figure in a way
1: dark goddess. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Also this whole thing, like besides it being clones, like this is the same imagery that you get in like every movie that represents hell in some way, like this pyramid of like writhing bodies climbing towards the top and one person's on the top. So you can, I mean, it's very obvious symbolism in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah. We have some snake throne imagery. In this yep. this scene she is sitting on this throne, she's drinking her tea and there are snakes all around her.
0: This is her at her most levee. Like not yes. even hiding it at all. Like literally teapot held up by snakes, golden throne, red dress, like the makeup and everything. I mean she just looks like levee more in this than I think she does in anything else.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. it's very very much so. And then This is from a concert. This is a straight up Cobra Idol in her concert.
0: Golden Cobra Idol. Yeah. Surrounded by flames.
1: It's not even like it's not being hidden. So let's talk about we talk about the gods. We talk about naming the gods and I think this is important. So Zena LaVey left Satanism to be in the temple of Set, to be the high priestess of the temple of Set, this Egyptian god. Right. It seems to me that Taylor Swift is serving really, really blatantly two other Egyptian gods. The first one is the Egyptian cat god Bastet.
0: What's what's Bastet's story uh, again? Like the Egyptian pantheon is the one I'm like probably the least familiar with.
1: I I'm also the least familiar with it. But of all the pantheons, this is the clearest god. Uh, that's directly related to cats um we don't we don't see it in some of the the more recent pantheons like like Greece, but mm-hmm. Egypt was really big on its cats, and Taylor is really religiously into her cats, so that's that's the strongest link I have for basta it's it's she seems to be very connected. With some of this fertility goddess stuff that we see later on in Asherah and Aphrodite. I'm not sure if I'm willing to say it's exactly the same person because it's not a direct link, but it is interesting to me. Yeah. A lot of the Egyptian gods, too, they're more connected with parts of Egypt. They're not as directly connected <coughs> with concepts as as gods in later pantheons are. Gotcha. So, and then we have the cobra god... Cobra goddess. Um, this is
0: a god. Oh yeah, I guess this is a yeah. goddess. It's kind of yeah. feminineish.
1: Wadjet. I I tried to pull the image that was the least weirdly sexual because I really didn't like
0: <laughs> the right, sexy yeah,
2: snake yeah. vibe.
1: <laughs> but Wadjet particularly is just the of Lower Egypt. Like there's not a particular thing about Wadjet. Just that it's this cobra goddess.
0: It, it makes me think when we talked about uh, Nephilim and the idea of cryptids and stuff like that coming from from Nephilim DNA as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this makes me think of L- was it Lamora? Because I think we also brought this yeah. up on the uh, vampire episode. They're kind of like these snake vampires, yeah. and they're seduct they're, they're always seduct uh, seductive as well. Like yeah. where people are like, I shouldn't be attracted to a snake woman, but I am, and it's weird. Like that's in all of the stories. So you said this is the least sexualized image of this, and that really makes yes. me think like Lamora or i think yeah. i'm if i got that wrong please forgive me i'm i i think that's what they're called
1: yeah it, they're all all of the egyptian gods are warriors they're all like i said they're they're not as clearly defined in what they are about as as gods in later pantheons they're more directly related like to their animals than anything else so All right, let's move on to other celebrity clone conspiracies.
0: Alright, let's hear it. I know there's there's a couple here that we're going to get to that have been also highly requested and I just want to remind people really quick after this section, we're going to be going over to Rumble and Odyssey and talking with you guys. So if you're not following us on Rumble and Odyssey or if you're listening to this later, uh, please you can go to conspiracypill.com and get all of our links uh, to our merch shop to uh, Rumble YouTube Odyssey, all the places you can support us and just give a quick follow and, and uh, if you're watching live, please hit the, the thumbs up and stuff like that. It really helps us out. So
1: Very good. What's our what's our first one? Let's talk about Katy Perry because we've already mentioned her a few times. She's got a little bit of a clone conspiracy going on.
0: Yeah, we want to play this video.
1: Yeah, let's play this video of her malfunctioning. Some of Katy Perry's strange malfunctions. What is going on here?
0: Okay, really quick. I'm sorry. I want to play the video again. She tried to play that off as a party trick, and I'm like, do it again. <laughs> like instead of COVID face, whatever she's got going on.
1: Your party trick looks like it's really annoying you.
0: Yeah, 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 like a lot.
1: It's like her body switches off.
0: I feel like this stuff so far could be just as easily MK Ultra as
1: Yeah. Look closely at her pupils. Why are they
2: doing that?
0: Oh, that was weird. Did it again. Ah. (laughs) Oh, that's creepy. Creepy. That comes off as like demonic MK Ultra stuff to me.
1: Yeah. So yeah. the 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 conspiracy is that she has a robot that she uses for things.
0: I, I'm just gonna go with the conspiracy that we know for a fact is very real and is continuing to this day, which is MK Ultra. Also, Dylan Corpo here says Katy Perry literally on national TV stated she sold her soul to the devil. We covered this on yes one of our episodes. I don't remember which one.
1: I don't remember which one either. So, oh, it was the um. Kanye episode where we were talking about celebrities yeah yeah we're talking about celebrity soul.
0: selling their soul to the devil yeah Kanye episode so
1: yeah which all a lot of, of these callbacks things, tonight yeah let me let me present a couple more things and then see if we can tie it together a little bit so Avril Lavigne is another one where there's a conspiracy that she died and has a body double so in in 2002 Melissa Vandella an actress, was hired to be Avril's body double. This is not disputed. Um, There were rumors that Avril Avril wanted to get out of the music industry, Um, so Melissa was hired as a body double, I think, to relieve her a little bit so that she wouldn't always have to be the one doing the stuff. But then in 2003, uh, Avril's grandfather died, and the conspiracy is that, that Avril committed suicide around that time, and that Melissa was right there, like primed and ready to step into that spot. And so she did. Um, and rather than lose any revenue, um, they just replaced her and moved on. Right. What are your thoughts on this one?
0: I have never really looked into this one. It's been brought up to me a few times. Um, I know we've talked about I want to cover it in the future. Uh, I mean, just not like plausibility wise, like I could buy that happening. Like that's that wouldn't shock me. That the music industry would like totally care that little about an actual human being and care more about the the money and the name that they can sell. So just on a plausibility factor, like especially because you get outside of like things which are definitely harder to believe, uh, which is like clones and stuff like that. Yeah, I could I could see it. I don't know. I've also seen like some things where people compare like teeth and things like that, which can be changed. So I don't know. What, what's what about you? What do you think?
1: This, I I think, I think I buy it. I think that it was so kind of on the nose that she was already hired as a body double. Right. Like she was already passing as Avril. And then there are so many people who are like, that's definitely not the same person. Even in demeanor, they were like, she looks different and she acts different. This just isn't the same person but also she's definitely av- not
0: been as public since then either, which would make you think like, and there's other reasons that that could be, but right. if you were just going to sell albums as someone else and then be like, I really need to like limit my time in front of actual cameras and in interviews. Right. It's got a high plausibility just on that alone.
1: I'm not sure if there's enough here to do a whole episode or not. Mm-hmm. Um, So we can, we could see, I didn't see a whole lot on it just except for the fact of, there's a lot of people who believe this and and not even I don't think people are really creeped out by it. It's just like, yeah, this this is what happened.
0: I feel like at this point people have just accepted that this is the reality. Like it's so weird to me that 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 they could like this is why again it feels believable to me because they can do this and people just go like, Yeah, that's probably true, and then just not care. Um, I'm actually gonna state something now. There was one other celebrity conspiracy that we aren't gonna get to today that I've been really dying to cover um but i don't think it's like an hour long episode so um i'm going to commit to doing this next week for a unhinged episode on okay. locals and on odyssey which is the lady gaga switch cuz this is to me the most convincing like because i just because i haven't looked in the avril stuff um, but the lady gaga switch thing is there's a good 20 30 minute episode out of that. We could put on unhinged. that's get gets pretty wild. So I'm just going to okay. tell you guys now, if you want to support us and get that, I'm I'm planning on recording that one next week. So,
1: okay, perfect. Yeah. Here's another one. And this one probably can't be clones, but Keanu Reeves,
0: <laughs> this is more of a vampire theory as I've heard it. Like there's yeah. all these pictures and these are only three of them. Uh, but I've seen more pictures. It's like, has Keanu Reeves like been around <laughs> from the beginning of time? <laughs> like he's like, even today he's kind of ageless.
1: Yeah. You're, you're starting to see him age, but then you could just argue. He's just laying off the doing blood that. for a
0: while.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, that's Charles the great on, on the left. And then this is a French painter called Paul Monet on, on the, on the right. And obviously Keanu in the center. Keanu also has a TikTok lookalike that's that's really compelling. I've
0: seen those videos. They're really good.
1: <laughs> and it's it's like with, with the age of social media where we can see all these videos and we can see all these pictures and kind of compare things, I, I do wonder – if I mean, we did all come from the same people. We, we all came from Adam and Eve. So it shouldn't be shocking that there are times when coincidences of DNA just really line people up perfectly. And it may well be that there are some faces that are just more likely. That Taylor Swift maybe just is a more likely face. And maybe Keanu's, Keanu's is too. And maybe that's all there is to it.
0: There's also a whole website that's dedicated to finding your doppelganger. Have you ever heard of this thing where people like it works off of like AI uh, facial recognition software and people will go on. They'll be like, I wonder if I have a doppelganger. And then if their doppelganger also goes on and when I say doppelganger this way, I don't mean like in some spiritual way. I just mean like statistically, you probably look like someone else in the world. Um, And there's like pictures like this website's full of pictures and stories of people meeting the person that looks like they could be their twin. So there's some have, of that going on, I think.
1: I think mine, you, you can <laughs> completely disagree with this if you want, but I was, I was told that somebody saw a picture of this person and they were like startled because they felt like it was, it looked like me and, um, I can see it. It's the only one I've ever really been, been able to see when someone's like, do you know, you look like blah, blah? it's Anne Frank. Really? Yeah. And I think it's it's a little bit like more when I was younger, I would have matched her because obviously I'm a lot older than she it well that than the last available photos of her. Right. So <clears throat> uh, yeah, that that just fascinates me a little bit.
0: Good author, but the end of her book was kind of just Oh my god. <laughs> just kinda
1: EJ. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Sorry. EJ. It just it needed an ending. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. That was a really,
0: really bad joke. I apologize. A terrible joke. You can't set me up with a good Anne Frank joke, though. I'm expecting <laughs> not to make it, but. <laughs>
1: but we have we have this theme of death and resurrection. This theme of manipulating DNA. This theme of demonic, satanic things, and even within the theory of doppelgangers, there's this this demonic aspect. Part of the lore is that if you ever see yourself, to run. That, right. that that's that's a really demonic, terrible thing.
0: Um, <laughs> so, my, right, so I'm going to get the chat to pressure you really quick. I'm going to pressure the chat. No. too. You have brought up like 19 references to Twin Peaks tonight, and I want you to watch this show and me and Jess started. If you guys have not followed the Hawk Hound channel, please do so because me and Jess were doing a uh, game called deadly premonition. We do this thing called Hawk Hound gaming where the different hosts of Hawk Hounds so Jess from lit. Uh, Katie Z from Overruled and Crime Land, and me and Abby. Uh, we we do some video game streams once in a while, and we played this one called Deadly Premonition, which is like the video game version of Twin Peaks. And like, I keep wanting to make Twin Peaks references tonight, and I'm like, he hasn't seen it, and it's the greatest, like, super weird slash conspiracy. I don't even know what you call it show that you just have to watch it. Don't watch season three. Watch one and two. Okay.
1: I have to get through my favorite TV show, my current favorite TV show, The Murda Murders Trial. I don't know if you've <laughs> heard of that one. So, like reality, reality TV, courtroom drama. Yeah. Um, they're on closing arguments today, and I'm just a a, a few episodes behind. So,
0: gotta binge that on on, on yeah, Netflix, right?
1: Gotta binge that on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to check that out, I watch Emily D. Baker is a lawyer who covers, um, the Murda. Well, she covers a lot of trials, but she's been covering the Murdaugh trial and just providing commentary to it, which is really helpful because she trials don't make a lot of sense if you don't have a lawyer to explain it to you. So anyway, I will watch Twin Peaks after I finish season one of the murder trial. All
0: right. The, cool. The Murdaugh. The Murdaugh Murda, Murda, murder, murder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because many callbacks. We did an episode on that, too.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay, so
0: what's your final thoughts we, on this? We one?
1: have we we have a lot of things to discuss on Rumble. I have I have a bunch of discussion questions. I think it's going to be very discussion based over on Rumble. Um, but my conclusion is that it doesn't matter if Taylor is Xena's clone. She's absolutely a satanic cult leader. Um, genetic manipulation is going to continue being a big conversation. It is directly linked to the demonic and to the old gods rising again that we keep talking about. Um, And there's something really weird going on with our elites. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people got mad at us. like, how could you think she's a clone? I'm like, you didn't even listen to our episode yet. Because, (laughs) you know, I I feel like we do this a lot where we take ideas and we get, you know, even conspiracies that, that turn out to be like, eh, I don't really think there's evidence for her being a clone. Obviously... Like some people are, some people made the point that she was still alive. I'm like, that's not how cloning works. You don't have to be dead to have a clone. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I feel like this brings up a lot of other interesting things. Taylor Swift is definitely the into the demonic, and I think the whole music industry is. I think the fashion industry is. I think Hollywood is. And like sometimes when we do these episodes, I'm like, <laughs> wait, well, if you ask me, is this famous person satanic? I'm just like, yes. It's like, but you don't know who they're yes. yeah, no, yes, they are. Yes. Um, one last thing before we head over to Rumble. We were talking about Keanu Reeves, and it kind of got um I'll save it for Rumble. I'm gonna save this for Rumble. I got something I want to say to you guys. We will see you over there, uh, and we will continue the conversation. And for you audio listeners, please go to conspiracypill.locals.com and uh, you can get the full podcast there. And we're gonna have an unhinged episode next week about Lady Gaga. So check that out. God bless everyone.